T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Ron. John Kime with ESPN. Um, can you explain the decision to put Alex Smith and then Ruben Foster on the PUP list uh, yesterday? Well, with both those guys, you know, they, um, you know, they, they didn't pass their, their football physical. Um, the biggest thing for us, most of anything else, is, is we want to get a chance to look at them, watch them on the side, see how they're, how they're doing. You know, that's probably where the, the hardest thing is, you know, you can, you can go out and work out and do all you want going straight ahead and sideways, but, you know, we've got to see the actual football movement um, and before we'll clear them. So, again, they just hadn't passed the football portion of their physicals for us. Um, just following up on that, with you know, you can obviously take a player off PUP anytime. Do you get a sense that they're close to passing the football portion of their physical, or what are you kind of hoping to see? We feel next- pretty confident in, in what they've done. You know, we, we, thought, we thought they both had very good off seasons in terms of their rehab programs. They both look extremely well, uh, extremely good right now. But again, you really don't know until you get them out on the field pounding, doing football specific drills, and, and then we got to see how you know their their injuries react. Uh, again, it's, it's, this is just all part of the, being able to pass a football physical. Yeah. And then obviously wanted to ask you about the big one with the name. Um, I know you've kind of come out and said that this is a process that takes time, but I was curious, I know you're um, a huge military guy and I was just curious, why is a tribute to the military important to a name of a, a football team? Could you kind of explain it through? Well, your- I, I wouldn't say it's, it's important to, Good morning. How you doing? to have it as, as sure. you know, on it. I just think it, it, it'd be cool for us to be able to uh, at some point, honor them, uh, especially because of the fact that we do have a salute oh, service yeah, yeah, fund, yeah, yeah. and I just think that's important, uh, you know, for me personally, and, and, and you know, I, I just, I, I think it's something that we, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, that our, our folks that, that serve our country know that we appreciate that. Thanks. Awesome. I think Ben's all questioned out. Sean, it's hard to hear you, dude. Sean, are you calling me? Yeah, Ben, you're up. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Uh, Ron, appreciate your time. Um, Ron, I got a question with regards to, to, to COVID-19. Obviously, it's, it's you know part of the big unknown right now going on with, uh, with all the leagues. Uh, I'm sure if I ask you how confident you are in what the league has put forward and what you guys have been able to pull off within the building, I imagine you would say, confident about that obviously a lot of people want this to work you're the players the coaches those of us are doing what we're doing this is our job and so on 
expand as well. But there's obviously a bigger picture here in play. And I'm wondering for you, both as a coach and as a person, what's what do you envision as a sort of a, a line where you think if this if this happens, things could get wrong, either get the season, get paused, if not even canceled at some point? I really couldn't go into that bed and tell you that much. Um, I do know, though, for us to, to, to have a successful uh, showing of it, I, I think it comes down to being disciplined, you know, as a group, as an organization, and as individuals. You, know, you have to be disciplined to, to understand that you, you can't go out and, and, and not follow the protocols. I mean, you have to wear a mask. You have to wash your hands. You have to, you know, properly distance yourself from, from one another. Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say what it would take to, to, to shut everything down, but I imagine if you have a mass breakout, you know, you're, you're going to have some, some, some big questions. And so we'll have to see. But, you know, in the meantime, we've got to make sure we're following all the protocols that have been set forth by the CDC, you know, by the NFL and NFLPA. You know, we, we've got to be really careful. Yeah, you don't. Know. Be smart. Second question that has nothing to do with that one. Uh, Bryce Love was not mentioned on any list yesterday, not on the pup list or anything like that. So I presume he's ready for camp. What can you say about his status and kind of how he fits into a backfield where you now have six running backs? Where a team, and that's a lot more than teams typically carry uh, on a 53-man roster. Well, the biggest thing is he's going to get an opportunity to compete. Um, you know, he passed his physical. Uh, he'll be out on the on the field once we start practicing. Get a chance to see him move around, and see where he is. Um, but uh, he's a guy that's got a good skill set. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a threat in, in terms of running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. So he's a guy that you know we want to watch and see how he fits. Uh, you know, and again, to, to, to tell you exactly where a guy fits right now is premature, just because of the fact that. We haven't had an opportunity to see these guys uh, uh, in action. So we're, we're, we're very excited about watching a young player with his ability. Thank you. J.P. Finley. Hey, Ron. Uh, hope you're doing well. I wanted to talk a bit about the quarterbacks. Kind of two questions here. A few months ago, you said that Kyle Allen, if there's, no train, if there's a truncated training camp and no preseason, that Kyle Allen comes to camp with a leg up on Dwayne Haskins. How is that competition looking for you right now? Well, again, I still think it's a competition, mostly because we'll have a, a, a longer period of time than I had anticipated uh, to get ready to roll. So again, it's going to be pure competition. Um, I like the fact that, you know, we've got a good group of guys that'll push one another. And, uh, you know, I, I think the big thing more so than anything else is it's going to be about, you know, how each guy develops over the period of time. I mean, we've got a little bit more time um, the one downfall is we don't have any preseason games. So, again, we're going to have to try and create as many um, game-like situations in our practices as possible so we can get a good evaluation of our quarterbacks. And, and then what happened – so if, if you're confident that Alex Smith can eventually pass the football portion of his physical, what happens with Alex and the other two young quarterbacks? Because you said you want to play your young guys. Well, we compete. I mean, that, that's, that's the truth of the matter. You know, um, you know, we got a bit of good news that if he had passed the uh, the physical, as far as his doctors were concerned, that he could resume uh, action. And now, you know, he's got to pass the football physical for us. But if that happens again, I, I think this is a guy that becomes part of our, our equation. I mean, it's you know, it's it's the truth of the matter is that he'll be part of a competition going forward. Thank you. David. Okay. I can't get the audio to play. Like it plays on the computer, but it. Nikki. Yeah, 
Just to follow up on the quarterback competition, you said you're going to try to create as many game-like situations in practice. What sort of challenges does, you know, the um, remote offseason and kind of the, the limited training camp schedule at first present in creating those competitions? Well, I don't think there's a lot of limit to it. I mean, if, if you look at what we've done, you know, as far as the league and the PA coming together and deciding that we were basically going to do a, I'd call it a ramp up period. Uh, you know, it starts with, with the type of phase one from, from the OTAs into a phase two, into a phase three, into, into padded practices. So I, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about that. I, I think we've had zoom meetings that, that went well during the spring. Uh, we're going to pick it up right now. And we've been zoom meeting with the young guys and the quarterbacks including the, the veteran guys that reported today um, and, and those guys will be in on those meetings as well. So I think it's an opportunity for us to, you know, get, get a chance to see what we have. And, and again, the hard part will, as far as creating game-like situations, is really the speed and tempo. That's the one thing that you really can't, uh, um, you, you can't, you can't simulate just because it, you know, it's a different feel, different vibe when you're playing a game as opposed to practice. Pete Haley. Hey, Ron, Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington. With all that's kind of gone on this offseason, do you feel like you're in the same spot you normally are at this junction of the calendar? Do you feel like with the temporary name change and the Washington Post story and the pandemic that those things have just kind of made it hard to be at a place where you always usually are? Well, I think the only really one that, that affects you more than anything else is the pandemic. Um, you know, that's kind of the one thing because – we didn't get a chance to have any OTAs or mini camps and meet with our players in person. I mean, you know, we had guys that were coming in for their COVID tests this morning and, and, you know, I didn't recognize them. They had masks on too, which made it even harder to recognize the guys. So that's probably the hardest part of me, but all the other stuff, you know, the, the, the name change and, and the Washington post story, you know, those are, those are, those are things that, you know, we deal with and we move forward, you know? Um, and, and, I also think the other thing too, that that's really kind of added to this has been the black lives matter movement, which I think is, you know, impressive thing and it's, it's been something that our players are talking about and uh, so that'll be part of our you know of, of really what's, what's going to happen in our day-to-day. Is there a portion of gameplay whether it's something specific like timing between a quarterback and receivers or something bigger like injury risk that the pandemic may impact or that you're kind of keeping an eye on and wondering what the consequences will be? Well the pandemic could impact just because of the fact that we didn't have a normal offseason to work out. We didn't have a normal offseason to watch our guys, watch our guys work together and develop that type of timing um, that's required. And not just for the quarterback and receivers, but, you know, for the runners and, and blockers and tacklers, cover guys. I mean, those things, you know, that's why I think that the PA uh, wanted this ramp up period so badly. Because, again, if you go back and you reflect on what happened in 2011 when there was a lockout, the one thing that we did have during that, that, um, that start to training camp uh, and training camp for the most part was we had a number of soft tissue injuries. That's why I think the ramp up period was, was a heck of an idea. And I think if we do things right and we take advantage of the way the rules are lined up, lined up for us, uh, we can get something out of those, those, those basically what amounts to about uh, eight or nine um, phase one practices, two phase two practices, and then, then two phase three practices as we go into to, to pass. So again, it's a matter of whether or not you're taking advantage of the opportunity to get your guys ready to go ramp them up properly, and then get them on the field. Thank you. David Aldridge, you have one? Hey, David, you're muted. You're muted. Sorry about that, Ron. Um, you were not here when all of the 
incidents uh, in the post story were were committed or detailed. So no one is holding you responsible or accountable for that. But going forward, what do you hope to imprint upon the organization in terms of values and culture that will keep things from that from happening again? Well, you know, the, the, the thing that I, I really want is, is that we have an open door policy. You know, I said that in my, in my first interviews, my first press conference, and I've said that in a couple of the, um, the um, town hall meetings that we've had as an organization. Um, and I try to stress that because, you know, a lot of those things occurred um, and it sounded like people were afraid to speak up. And, and, and I hope that we don't have that kind of, kind of culture here that, you know, that people are afraid to speak up. I, I think that if something happens or if there's a concern, people should reach out and pass it on. And, and then hopefully we can get it to the right people to get things corrected, get things worked on, get things fixed. Um, and so we can go forward. That, that's what I want. I, I don't want uh, an atmosphere around it where people are afraid to, to, you know, tell the truth. I mean, the, the, that's one of the things that, you know, I've kind of learned through my, my, my experiences as a head coach is that the hardest thing is to tell people what they need to hear as opposed to what they want to hear. Well, you know, Part of it is, and I don't want to blame anybody, I'm just kind of say this, is that if you don't speak up, if you don't tell, uh, you allow the, the problem to perpetuate. So we, we, want to, we want to be able to nip those things early before they become a big problem. Um, so hopefully that's what, that's what our, I hope our, our, our workers, you know, our employees, our players, our coaches, everybody feels is that they have this opportunity to speak up and they should. Is there anything that, that you want to put in place that would kind of break down the walls between the football side of the building and the business side of the building? Well, you know, one of the things is, is that we should be able to interact a little bit more with one another. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's not rocket science, you know, it's not top secret uh, other than we just don't want it leaked out to the media. because We don't want them telling you mm-hmm. what the game plans are, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the truth of the matter is, is, is we should have interaction. We, we, we should feel like, you know, we are family. I mean, that, that's, kind of what I'm trying to create and hoping that we have here is that we have a, an inclusive culture so that, you know, so that people are, are, are they want to work. You know, that. You know one of the things that, that I learned from, from playing for Mike Dicka was, is you want to create an atmosphere where people take ownership and when people take ownership, they have more invested in it and, and they work harder for it and, and they try to make sure things are done the right way. That's kind of what I'm hoping to create. Thank you. Michael Phillips, you have one? I, I do. Uh, just a quick follow-up. Will any other players end up on the pup list, or is that the entirety of it? Well, that'll be all about the, the physicals as they go through them. Um, see where guys are. For the most part, guys coming off of injuries, you know, the guys that would be the best candidates for, uh, for going on pup. And, and we'll see that when they have their when the veterans have their physicals in, uh, I think it's uh, four more days. Good. Yeah. And then wanted to ask you about wide receiver, obviously, uh, Harmon out. Uh, and then with Latimer not being there, do you, do you have enough um, or, or do you need to get more at that position? Well, it's something we're going to look at. Um, we've got four days with, uh, with, uh, with the quarterbacks coming up. And then in a few, and, and a few days after that, we'll have uh, eight days of, of pretty much a ramp up period. That we'll get a chance to really look at our guys, see what we have and make a determination. I mean, it, it won't be a practice, but it'll be a workout. and We'll be able to watch these guys. And, uh, but, but um you know, if, if, if there was a position that, that we are concerned with in terms of, you know, being able to bring more guys on, it most certainly is that position. Sam Fortier. Hey, Ron, uh, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. I know you said that the way to combat coronavirus was with discipline, uh, but I wonder how concerned, if at all, you are for, for your own health or, or others in the building, you know, as we start the restart process. 
Well, I'm concerned. I mean, again, you know, that's why the emphasis will be that, you know, we've got to follow the protocols and be very, very diligent with it. That's the thing that, you know, I, I think that we're missing right now as, as, as a society is that is that we're not very diligent. We're not very strict. And, and unfortunately, it's, it's still kind of rampant right now. And, and I think as we, you know, understand more and more about this, 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 this virus, it seems that, you know, that, that wearing a mask, washing your hands, socially distancing, trying to avoid large crowds, um, you know, you give yourself a chance. You know, we're, we're fortunate that we're testing here. We're testing a lot. And, you know, so we're getting results quickly. That's the other thing that's been beneficial for us so far. And, and hopefully we can continue and maintain that. And switching gears, I wonder in the last, you know, two or so months with everything going on, how do you think your relationship has evolved with Dan? I think it's been, it's, it's been good. We've talked a lot. We've communicated a lot. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's been, um, it's been one where we, we, we talked probably every day, uh, for, for, for half an hour, an hour, um, you know, and, and, and it's been kind of cool because he's asked my opinion on a lot of things, asked me what I thought, um, more so than, than would have normally happened. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's been a good thing as far as developing a, a working relationship, developing a relationship experience with, uh, with the owner. So, um, you know, I, I feel comfortable and confident. Thank you. Uh, NBC4. Hey, what's up, Coach? Kerry uh, Chow with NBC4 Washington. Have a question kind of about the bubble versus non-bubble startups. Uh, watching what's happening with the MLB, I mean, 13 Marlins uh, individuals testing positive for COVID-19, games already being postponed. I was wondering, what goes through your head when you hear or see so many players and coaches test positive for COVID-19? in the non-bubble versus within the bubble? Well, my first question is how did it happen? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if you can figure out how that happened, you know, like let's say it was, you know, one guy went out somewhere and, you know, he shouldn't have gone out and, and grabbed the bite and didn't have a mask on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if we could find out what caused it, what was, what was the reasoning behind um, so many guys catching it, that I think would, would really help us as we, as we, you know, venture further into this non-bubble situation. Uh, the hard part for us is, you know, with, with an 80-man practice roster, which we'll have pretty soon, um, the coaches we have to put everybody in a bubble will be very difficult. Um, so we, we've got to try and emulate it as close as we can with the situation circumstances we have. Um, but that does go through my head is, is, is really is why, what, what caused that? And, and hopefully we can learn from it and not, and not repeat those mistakes. And again, it's going to be about discipline, about guys understanding just how important it is to, to follow the protocols. ABC7. Les Carpenter. Hey, Ron. Thanks for doing this. Uh, I wanted to ask if with kind of the chaos of COVID and the things that you haven't been able to get to do, and I know you want to see your team, is there, though, an advantage somewhere in this? Can you look at it that way? Can you say because of the things that you've had to do, maybe things will be better down the road, you know, for this franchise or this, these players? Well, I, again, you know, with all the stuff that did go on prior to being here, you know, hopefully we'll learn from those things. We'll understand how we can do things better. Um, but I think going forward as a football team, the one advantage we have is that nobody's going to really know what we do. Uh, once we start playing football again, uh, that's really the only advantage I see as far as those types of things. Um, 
the hard part for it is, you know, it's one of the things that you always try to develop and build as you go through a OTAs and mini camp when, you know, every year is, is you kind of try to find out what the personality of your team's going to be as you go through that. That way, as you get ready for training camp, you carry that momentum that, you know, that, hey, this is the direction we want to head. These are the guys that we have. These are the guys that we want to see if they can do these things. We don't have that. Everything's a big question mark right now as far as that's concerned. You know, it's, it's really what is our combination going to be of, of running back? You know, who, who, who's going to be those guys? You know, what's our combination of receivers? How's our defensive line shaping? How's our offensive line shape? I mean, there's so many questions that, that haven't been answered or we haven't gotten a start on because we didn't go through those things. So to me, the only real advantage that we have if we get into the season really will be that it'll be a mystery. Whereas, you know, some of the teams that have the same like coaches, you know, those 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 things are pretty much set unless they're doing their is it from the adversity, though, of not being able to do, you know, the fact that it's different and they're having to adjust and it's not normal, does that create an advantage in any? Can you make an advantage out of it? You can. I mean, you're, you're going to have to really work at it and find out what the advantage is, you know. Um, I mean, one big thing, too, is everybody's starting on a, with a clean slate. Nobody has any bad habits um, as far as the way you do things. Uh, so, so correcting guys should be easy. That's the thing, you know, I've heard this expression, it's called a learner's mind, you know, a, a blank slate, an eager attitude to learn and grow. So that's really the only thing I can see as far as, you know, you get up in front of a guy and say, hey, look, you know, this is all new to everybody. You, know, you guys are, are getting this for the first time. So, you know, this is how we want to do things, how you've got to learn this thing. You know, that, that I think is the one thing that we can harp on. Got Abraham. Hey, Ron, Scott Abraham, ABC7. Uh, good to see you. Uh, from a human element, obviously you have feelings just like everybody else. These last couple of months, from the Washington Post report to the name change, how difficult has this been on you emotionally? Because you've had a lot on your plate, just like everybody else in that building. Well, you know, the, the name change wasn't as difficult because, um, again, I was new to the whole situation and circumstances. Um, and I've said this, you know, I grew up, you know, in the era when, you know, to me, the, the, the name, the Redskin name was, 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 was a forever, you know, it was a, it was, it, to me, it was, it was one of those, you know, it's an honor. I mean, I just, that's kind of how you grew up. So you idolize that team, or at least I did. Um, so as we went through the process, sitting down talking with Mr. Snyder and, and discussing the change, um, you know, it, it really kind of came and, and, and it was, it was fluid. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, that was difficult. That was tough, just making sure I knew what to say and how to present it to our organization. That was a learning experience for me um, because the one thing is, you know, I wanted to make sure, it, it, you know, you portrayed it in the right fashion, in the right light because it's a very sensitive issue, but it's an issue that we need to continue to talk about and continue to work. Um, the, uh, the COVID situation, you know, that's, that's all about learning and every day's a learning process. So that's been hard. Um, but for me, emotionally, um, you know, and, and I said it yesterday in, in talking to Ben, is that it's, it's, I'm excited about where I am. I'm excited about this opportunity. You know, it hasn't dampened my spirits or my approach to this organization. I feel very comfortable, very confident in what we can do here. A lot of it stems from, you know, my, my interview process I went through with, with Mr. Snyder talking about, you know, potential versus team, looking at the roster, looking at how young it was, looking at the salary cap situation, how positive it is for, for a young team going forward. Um, there were a lot of reasons why for me to be here. And, 
the situation that we've been going through for the last you know couple of months hasn't happened. It, um, you know, the, the, the frustrating thing uh, about the um, you know about the, the post article really is you know those are things that happened in the past, and hopefully we can get past those things, get through those things, and create the right type of culture. You know, as I said earlier, uh, and my other answer about it was. You know, we want to create a situation, set of circumstances that, that everybody, all our workers, all our employees, all our players, all our coaches, you know, feel that they're included, they're part of it, that they can take on this and help us make it go forward. CBS? All right, we got time for three more. I'll open it up. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Uh, Matt, if you don't mind, could I get a yeah. question in here? Uh, hey, Ron, it's uh, Chris Russell from uh, SI.com and 106.7 The Fan. Uh, thanks for again for doing this. Um, would you describe your defense without being able to see it on the practice field just based on what you have on paper in the deep defensive line rotation uh, and you and Jack kind of combining uh, your expertise as a championship caliber defense? Or do you have, I guess – significant questions going forward because you don't know how it's all going to mesh and gel together. Uh, I like the last part of your, uh, your question. Um, we're not sure how it's going to gel. I think the attitude and the philosophy going forward is, is that of a championship caliber. You know, our attitude, our philosophy going forward is we're going to attack, we're going to be physical, um, we're going to be aggressive, we're not going to sit back. We want our defense alignment going vertical. Uh, they're going to play the run on their way to the quarterback as far as we're concerned. Our linebackers can be downhill, aggressive tacklers. They're going to try and make plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. Our cover guys are going to be aggressive. We're going to tell them to get physical. We're going to tell them about and try and make plays, create things to happen. Um, I think that's really the only thing that we can say right now is championship caliber. Do I think we have a lot of potential for growth? Absolutely. Especially if you look at the defensive line. Feel very comfortable, very confident in those first rounders that we have. And then without that, you also talked about the guys that we do have, even though they weren't first rounders. Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle. I mean, these types of young players are the type of guys that, that, that you know that, that you want to put out there and put on the football field um, because they have that type of, of skill set. You know, we, we've got a savvy veteran group of linebackers, a couple of young guys that can run and mix those guys in. You know, I like our safety situation led by Lance Collins. You know, you, you feel good about that. The big question on the defense side is how is our cornerback situation going to play out? We've got some savvy veteran guys that have played a lot of football, that have had a lot of success, that are going to be working. But how do they mesh? You know, how 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 is the defensive line going to impact our coverage? Um, so as far as the defense is concerned, um, I like our attitude, I like our philosophy going into it, I like our potential as 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 a defense. And, and essentially, because if you look at all those guys, there's a lot of young guys, especially on the defensive line. You know, none of them are any younger than than than, than Chase. You know, uh, just again. It's all about the potential. So um, put that kind of tag on the guys right now wouldn't be fair. Uh, but to say there's potential. Yeah. Thank hey, you. Coach. Hey, Coach Donna Hopkins, Pro Football Plus. With no preseason games this year and with no OTAs and all of those things, how are you going to get a good feel with the younger guys in moving forward with the first game of the season? That's going to be very, very difficult in terms of really getting a true evaluation. You're not going to play at games, but you're going to, have to try and create those situations. You know, some of your some of your sessions are going to have to be alive with, with, with the hitting and the tackling uh, a lot more so than in the past. You know, in the past you could rely on four preseason games to, to, to gauge and judge the young guys. 
you know, now we have to rely on the way we, we do things in practice. And they're going to be judged on everything. You know, one thing that, that, that we do, um, that, that, that we do in terms of our presentation to our players is one of the very first things we talk about what they can expect. Well, they can expect an opportunity to, to, to make this football team. Uh, they can expect to be graded on everything from, from the way they handled themselves, uh, the, way they, the way they handle meetings, the way they handle markers, the way they handle practice. You know, those all things are going to be things that we have to take into account as, as we make our final decisions once we get to So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's not as fair as it used to be. Uh, because of the situation and circumstances, you know, because again, we won't have those four preseason games, but we're going to try and create as many situations that we can create these guys on. Just to follow up on that, are you relying more on your positional coaches this year than in years past to develop these younger guys? And through the virtual process, have you guys discovered any new ways of teaching that maybe you'll yeah. use before? You know, through this process, and, and you know, I, I got to pop in all the different meetings, and it was interesting to watch the, the creativeness that our coaches have. Um, you know, a couple of them told me they learned these talking to their kids that there's these types of uh, apps that they can use to, to create these these types of uh, uh, games where guys, you know, work in terms of Q and A situation and buzzing in and who was first to buzz in with the right answer. I mean, there's all kinds of neat ways to do it. Um, um, I'm not going to rely on these guys, any, you know, our coaches, any more than I have in the past for them to develop the young guys. One thing that I did talk to our coaches about in one of our meetings that we had was, you know, stressing the importance of the little extra, doing the little extra. You know, we, we you know, we're, we're allowed two and a half hours on the practice field, um, and, and we, what I typically try to do is somewhere be right, right around somewhere around two and a two hours and fifteen minutes, so that there's a there's a ten out ten minute extra session where coaches can clean things up or they can keep the young guys active for a little bit extra. Um, same thing with our meeting time. We won't use it all the way up to the very inch of that. Uh, we'll, we'll use it up so that there's a little bit of room for the coaches to do something extra for those young guys when they need it. So again, we're gonna, we're gonna rely on our coaches no more than we have in the past for them to develop the young talent. Um, one thing that we will do is our young talent, these guys will get opportunities to work with the first group. They'll, they'll work with the second group. They'll work with the everybody. Create that 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 uh, that that comfort level that you will have to develop, you know, knowing that you've worked with the ones or, or you've worked with the twos, so that you have that familiarity. All right, thanks everyone. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate the time.